Welcome to Builder Funnel Radio. Here you'll learn about how to grow your home building, remodeling, or contracting business. If you're not growing, you're moving backward. So we want you to always be in growth mode. This podcast has really turned into a movement and community of people who want to grow personally and professionally. Here we bring you some of the best marketing, sales, and business minds in the industry so you can elevate your business. All right, let's dive into the show. Hey guys, welcome back to Builder Funnel Radio. This is episode 144 and another edition of the growth series. Hope you guys are having a good summer so far. Felt like we just could not get out of winter here in Colorado. It was like spring and always snowing and raining and cold. And I think we're finally out of the woods. So hopefully you're enjoying your summer. Before we get to today's topic, we're going to start a new segment on the show where we answer questions that come in. So feel free if you want to send in your question, send that to radio at builderfunnel.com and we'll be selecting some of those and we will pick them out and answer those at the top of each episode. So today I had a question recently from John out of Portland, Oregon, and he said, I'm working with a marketing agency and have been for a while. How do I know if it's working? And I like this question because you really should know if your marketing is putting you on the right course, you know, if it's taking you down the right path. And there's a few things that I always turn to when I think about this. And um, in the digital world, we like to track everything and measure everything that we possibly can. Sometimes, you know, as we get different marketing pieces out into the world, um, especially offline, whether it's trucks that are branded, signage, you know, different things out there, it can be a little bit trickier to track. But you still can do it and and you can at least do it with a pretty good accuracy and definitely anything online you can track with very strong accuracy. And so I like to have dashboards set up so that you can always see three kind of big buckets, especially if we think digital first. You can see where your traffic is coming from, where your leads are coming from and where your customers are coming from. So in today's world, you should be able to look at say 20 leads that came off the website today and say two of them convert into projects, you should be able to look at the names of those individuals that signed with you, the two projects, and go back to their original source and track that back. And and no, that doesn't mean, oh, they came off the website. You should be able to track it back to they came from an organic Google search or they came from social media and it was my Facebook page or they came over from house, or I got written up in the newspaper and somebody clicked that link, came to my website, and they eventually became a customer. You can get that granular today. And so that's the type of dashboard you should be setting up. But at the end of the day, what I always look at is, you know, what am I spending on marketing? Where are those activities, you know, landing? So you've got dollars and then it translates into types of activities. And then which of those activities are producing customers? And then, of course, what are those customers worth in terms of dollars? So you do have to have a lot of these numbers and metrics, but they're relatively easy to put in place. So at the end of the day, I like to see traffic leads and customers broken down by source. And then that is how you can measure, hey, is this marketing agency that I hired, is that working? Is this campaign that I did where I send out a bunch of postcards to certain neighborhoods, is that working? 
you know, you can measure all your types of marketing as long as you have those tracking mechanisms in place. So the short answer to the question is you have to have tracking in place to know if your marketing is working. Otherwise, you'll just end up doing something. You'll do it for a little bit. And then you'll go, ah, I don't know if it's working. So then you have the tendency to stop when it may be working. And so it's really, really critical that you put that in place. Great question from John there. And again, if you guys have questions you want answered on the show, go ahead and send those in to radio at builderfunnel.com. And before we dive in, don't forget, if you're looking to hire an agency, book some time with us and let's chat. You know, that's what we do day in and day out. We help hundreds of companies just like yours, remodelers, builders, contractors, build sustainable, repeatable marketing programs. So if you want to learn more, you know where to find us, builderfunnel.com. All right, with that being said, let's dive into what I wanted to get into today, which is how do you get started marketing? And this has come up recently more often than you think. I think our industry being residential construction really has been built for many decades on word of mouth and referral. And it's not really until recently that I think digital marketing has really helped people think about taking more control of their own marketing and and really building out something that's repeatable in terms of a system and being less reliant on that, that word of mouth and referral, which tends to be random. And you just don't have a good sense of when when that's going to happen. When is somebody going to refer you? When is when are they going to send you an opportunity? And so I always like to have control of that. But if you haven't really done much marketing or you feel like you just don't know where to start because there's so many different things to be doing, I figured I'd go over kind of what we see here as like the bare minimum, kind of some essentials for getting started in marketing. And really today that starts with your website. You know, the website should be the center of all of your marketing and sales activity, whether people know your name and they're just trying to connect with you or they've never heard of you and they're just doing random Google searches. Both of those individuals will land on your website. You know, if somebody's heard of you and they got passed along your, your info from a friend, they're still going to go to Google and type in your company name and end up on your website. So no matter what, you need to have a web presence. It should look professional. It should be on brand. And then I'm going to outline a few additional things to think about with your website. One is that it should be on a really solid content management system. We call it a CMS And that is basically the back end of the website that allows you or a web developer or a marketer or anybody operating on the website to make changes. And it should be a good one in that it allows somebody that doesn't know how to code to make changes easily. So if you can edit a Word document, you can pretty much edit the website. And it should also give you a number of tools in terms of it should be able to host photos and text, and you should be able to change some layouts, add unlimited pages, make sure you're doing a really solid job with um, search engine optimization. So you shouldn't be limited in any of these areas. You need to have service pages on your website. So if you are a remodeler, you need a kitchen service page, a bathroom service page, a additions service page, whatever those services are that you offer, you should have a dedicated page for every single service. If you do windows, that should be its own page. If you do siding, that should be its own page. If you do custom homes, that should be its own page. And the reason being is that if somebody does a Google search like kitchen remodeling Denver, 
then they can actually land directly on that specific service page that is super, super relevant to them. So I won't go super deep in the weeds on service pages and everything, but you should have a service page for every single type of service that you offer. You should also have portfolio pages. People need to be able to see the quality of work and get inspired and, you know, and thinking about their project. You should have an about page that talks about the company. Hopefully you have a team page as well, but at bare minimum about the company. You need a process page so that people can educate themselves on how this is going to play out if they hire you. Like what are all the steps for basically thinking about a project to getting it done? And then you should have uh, a place for somebody to book a meeting, schedule a consultation, you know, contact you. Obviously, we want that that to be very top of mind and, and easy. That's kind of the, the bare bones in terms of having your website set up and, and building out those initial pages. Hey guys, I know that if you listen to Builder Funnel Radio, you are hyper aware of the fact that the way people shop and buy, it's changed dramatically over the years. And for the last 10 years, really since I started doing all this, helping my uncle's remodeling division scale up from about 2 million to 10 million, we've been helping remodelers and builders and contractors all over the country really refine their marketing systems. And I recently decided to kind of bottle all of that up into my first book. And that book is called The Remodeler Marketing Blueprint. And you can pick up a copy by going to the website, remodelermarketingblueprint.com. You can also search for it on Amazon or wherever books are sold online. But I highly recommend you go over to the website because we've got some cool book bonuses that go along with that if you pick up a few extra copies for your friends and colleagues or your teammates. So it would mean a lot to me if you've been listening to this podcast for a while or even just a few episodes, if you've ever gotten any value out of it, head over to remodelermarketingblueprint.com and snag your copy today. All right, let's get back to the show. In addition to that, as we start to look at some of these initial marketing channels and ways of driving people to your business, next up is blogging and additional web content paired with a really strong search engine optimization strategy. So if you're not getting found on Google today, you're missing a massive, massive part of the market. And that's how people research and buy today. They go to Google, they start poking around, and that is how you can attract a lot of business where people don't know your company name yet. They just know the service they need. So they know they need a new kitchen. They know know they need a new outdoor patio. They know they need new windows. They just haven't heard of your company and they're going to find out about your company via Google. So you have to have a strong blogging strategy, content strategy, and SEO strategy. Next up is social media. Now, social media can be super overwhelming. So I recommend if you're just getting going or you're limited on time and budget, so you maybe you can't hire somebody to do your social or uh, you just don't have the time and resource in-house, pick one channel. You know, Don't try to do everything. Pick Facebook or Instagram. Those are the two big channels right now. And if you can only do a little bit, just pick one. I'd rather have you do a really good job on one platform and actually get some benefit out of it than just kind of half-assing two channels and not really getting anything out of either. So either of those channels, whatever tends to be, I say, just pick the path of least resistance. Honestly, you know, if you're going to, if you're stronger on Facebook and you're more familiar with it, choose that channel. If you think Instagram is the future and you like just posting pictures and captions and tags, 
go with that channel. Don't overcomplicate it when you're just getting started. Honestly, the social channel is going to take a long time to build up and build an audience and, and really foster that. So I would say just start with one, especially if you haven't done a lot of marketing or you're just getting started. Okay, next up is your Google My Business profile. So this is the listing that shows up in the Google map when you do a local search. So you've, I'm sure you've seen that when you look for a restaurant or something, it'll pull up a whole listing. It's the same thing for our types of businesses. We want to show up in the map search when Google decides to show that. And you do that through your Google My Business profile. You can just go to Google, type in Google My Business, create a listing, claim a listing. If you haven't done that already, fill it out completely, all your business hours, your phone number, your website, put some photos up there, and then you can actually post to this profile, just like you can post to a Facebook page. I recommend just, just post once a week, post a blog, post a project portfolio, link to something back on your website. Don't overcomplicate it. Again, we're we're talking bare bones, just getting started, like what are the essentials? And this is a profile that will really help you show up in local searches. All right, the next few are offline. So five is calling past clients. This is a really good opportunity to either drum up work from those clients or see if they know somebody. And it is a manual step, but if you're new to marketing or haven't done a lot of marketing, it's a low cost and high opportunity there, especially since if they're a past client, hopefully they're a good client or you can just choose to call the good clients. So I highly recommend that as a good activity. Next up is job site signs. You got to have these up for every single job that you do. The only caveat there is if you pick up a job that's not really in a neighborhood where you want to do more uh, jobs, then maybe you wouldn't have it there. But this is a massive opportunity to get exposure in the neighborhoods that you already want to be doing work in and you're working in already. So putting those up, investing in good ones, you know, don't do the cheap ones, invest in job site signs that look really sharp, that stand out. Maybe they're a little bit bigger and continue to do that. And if you get, especially if you start getting, you know, two in the same, on the same street or in the same neighborhood, three, four, like then it, it becomes a really powerful tool because people keep seeing your name everywhere in that neighborhood and it builds a lot of trust. And then the final final piece here that I've got for you in terms of just some ways to get started in marketing is neighborhood postcards. So again, I think a lot of people have shied away from direct mail and they've moved everything to digital. And obviously we're huge proponents of digital, but there's still something powerful about getting something in the mail and it can help stand out. The, the uh, asterisk there is that you should pick a targeted neighborhood and hit that neighborhood multiple times. You know, don't expect to send a postcard and suddenly get a bunch of jobs. Send it to the same people, maybe do that monthly, quarterly, but you need to build that rep repetition with those cards. And if you pair that with having job site signs in the same neighborhoods that you're working in, you can really start to dominate some neighborhoods, I think, just from a branding perspective there with that combination of job site signs and neighborhood postcards. So there you have it, guys. Those are several things, seven to be exact, in terms of how to get started in your marketing today, kind of just the, the minimum of what you should have. And hopefully that helps give you a little bit of context if you're not sure where to start, because there's about a million different marketing things you could do. But I think starting at the top with your website, making sure you're building out a really strong social and internet presence with blogging, content, SEO, social, and your Google My Business profile, and then pairing that with the offline job site signs and neighborhood postcards, and then good old-fashioned calling past clients. 
All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed that one today and hope you're having a great week. And we will see you next time here on Builder Funnel Radio. Thanks again for listening, everybody. And as a quick reminder, text RADIO to 33777 for some free goodies as a thank you for listening to the show. And if you got some value from today's episode, I just ask that you leave us a quick review on iTunes. It really helps us spread the word and grow this awesome community of people who are working to improve their lives and their businesses. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on Builder Funnel Radio.